Have you been told you need to stop doing what you love, whether it's exercise, running, or a sport? Well, here at Dynamic, we don't like that answer. In this podcast, we'll talk to leaders in the health and wellness space from Southwest Florida to get the solutions you need to get you back to doing what you love. Welcome to the Dynamic Naples podcast. What's going on, Naples? Today, I want to talk about the holiday season. Holiday season is upon us, and this is my survival guide to get through it unscathed. So uh, I want to talk about preventing weight gain, having energy, uh, not getting sick, and generally just feeling good overall. So let's start off with some of the stuff you don't want to do. The number one thing to avoid in any diet is seed oils. That should not just be holiday season. It should be all the time. This is one of the hardest things on this list because seed oils are in just about everything. Seed oils are anything that you need industrial levels of heat to extract oil from. So this is things like uh, rice bran oil, safflower oil, soybean oil, uh, canola oil, grapeseed oil. All these things are terrible for you. They cause massive oxidative stress to the body. Oxidative stress is what makes us age. It's when a uh, uh, vehicle rusts, that's oxidative stress. When a banana turns brown, that's oxidative stress. Uh, Liver spots in our skin when we get older, that's all oxidative stress. So this stuff inflicts massive damage to us. It's not supposed to be in our diet. And it causes inflammation uh, chronically throughout the body and can actually make our fat cells get bigger. They actually uh, increase the size of the fat cells. Uh, It's also been shown that these seed oils can um, make you insulin or contribute to insulin resistance. All right, as you'll see, we'll talk about insulin in a minute. Insulin is kind of what makes you gain weight. Insulin is secreted by your pancreas when you've got any uh, sugar in in the blood to usher the sugar out of the blood and into the cells where it's supposed to go, into the liver, into the muscle. Uh, when you have an overabundance of insulin, uh, it can make you gain weight. So insulin is, you know, it's a good thing. It's a hormone, but super po- uh, potent hormone. Um, and it has a lot of roles, but one of the main roles is that it is a builder. It's almost like an anabolic steroid. It signals the body to grow. Uh, so if you have a diet that is sort of chronically high in insulin, over years and years, your body becomes insulin resistant, and then you have to secrete more insulin to get the sugar out of the blood, because it's not safe to have sugar in the blood for too long. So uh, that brings me on to point number two, limiting carbs. Okay, it's another tricky one during the holidays. So I mean, this is if you can you have the willpower, avoid the sweets as much as possible. Um, one couple strategies here. If you just have to have something sweet, this is what my wife does. It works pretty well for her. She has a good quality yogurt. She'll put a little bit of fruit in there and some local honey, and it's it's a de- like delicious and pretty nutritious dessert. So if you have to have your sweets, that's one way to do it. The other trick, too, is if you have a social event to go to, have some good quality food before you get there so you don't just get there and just gorge on all the sweets and desserts. Also, when having a meal, if you've got a plate full of you know, proteins, carbs, fats, 
prioritize the fats and proteins first. So if you got like a steak with potatoes, eat the steak first. The steak and, you know, uh, animal proteins are super satiating. And chances are you'll fill up uh, first on that before really getting to the carbs. Okay, next up, this one I think will surprise some people. Prioritize sleep over exercise. Okay, this is something I've learned over the years. It's much better to get a full night's sleep then wake yourself up and go work out. Okay, so if you only have five or six hours of sleep in you, first of all, your workout is not going to be very productive. You're going to probably be running through the motions. But more than that, lack of sleep will lead to increased levels of cortisol. Cortisol is the stress hormone and can lead to weight gain. So you kind of get it from both sides. You're going to have a poor quality workout plus the cortisol running through your system. Much better to get the full night's sleep and even skip that workout for the day. That's that's the better choice between the two. I'm definitely not saying don't work out, don't you know stop moving, but if if you have the choice between the two, sleep or working out, choose sleep. The other part of that is glutathione. So glutathione is like the master antioxidant. I already talked about oxidative stress. One thing that buffers and mitigates oxidative stress is antioxidants. And the number one chemical in our body that prevents oxidative stress is glutathione. Uh, we get a certain pool of that throughout the day. Uh, once that's soaked up, it's, it, it takes our body a little time to regenerate some more. And that's where we get ourselves into trouble. Uh, so glutathione gets soaked up by stressors. And these could be internal stressors, external stressors. So things like cigarette smoking, pollution can soak up our glutathione, poor diet, uh, a very strenuous exercise, um, exercise routine, um, and lack of sleep. So all of these stressors can take up some of that glutathione, which is okay to take up some of it, but once you deplete all of your stores by making a lot of bad choices, that's where you get yourself set up to have some oxidative stress and get sick. Which brings me to NSAIDs. Okay, so NSAIDs are... Over-counter medicine, the anti-inflammatories like Advil, ibuprofen, acetaminophen, things of that nature, these also soak up glutathione big time. So you know, you're probably going to have some drinks and maybe you have a bit of a hangover. We'll get to what to do about that later. But do, do your best to not take over-the-counter medicine for that because it will soak up your glutathione. And also, a lot of people don't know this one, acetaminophen and um, alcohol are horrible mix for your liver, very, very damaging. So avoid acetaminophen at all costs if you've had any alcohol. This brings me into hydration. Obviously, hydration is important. Everybody knows that. But one little trick that people kind of don't really know about is the salt thing. So you, you need some salts in your diet. And putting a little salt, like a teaspoon of salt in your water, uh, can actually, it's like a sneaky trick to get you more hydrated faster. All right, so, you know, obviously if you have high blood pressure, be careful with this one. But if you have normal blood pressure, salt in the diet is a good thing. We've, uh, the standard American diet in the past was very salty with preservatives and canned foods. As our dietary choices have improved over the years, we almost have to add salt back into the diet. Uh, so let me explain that a little better. So our body is a bioelectric machine. That needs uh, the combination of water and electrolytes, aka salts. There's other ones too, but salts kind of the main one, to conduct nerve impulses to use your body, to use your muscles. Right? That's how we operate, and we have sort of a high solution of this at, you know, under normal circumstances. So our kidneys are really good at monitoring the electrolyte to water balance. 
right? So if you have too much water, it's going to send signals to the kidneys to start dumping water. If you're, you know, underhydrated, it'll send a different signal say to soak up some water. The kidneys are always seeking homeostasis or, or balance. But sometimes this situation goes awry when you're drinking. So alcohol crosses the blood-brain barrier and inhibits the pituitary gland, uh, its actions. So that signal that goes down to the kidneys to hold on to water, that comes from the pituitary gland. And alcohol sort of breaks down that process and messes with it. So what happens when you have some alcohol is that you start to dump water as you get intoxicated. So now your salt level in your body is high and your water level is low, all right? Then you get up first thing in the morning and your, your kidneys are starting to work properly again. And they say, whoa, salt way too high. And then the first urination you have is probably getting pretty dark. It's your body dumping all the salt in an, in an attempt to restore balance. But now the problem is, uh, so picture you had a cup full of water. That cup is probably down to like 25%. You've depleted your water and salt. So this is why you get all sluggish and feel terrible. That's what the hangover is, is a depletion of those, those things. Uh, now you need to bring those stores back up. So most people just chug a bunch of water and try to rehydrate, which is good. But if you don't have the salt back in the system too, you're going to start dumping water again. So this is where, you, you know, this is probably why people like a Bloody Mary if they're hungover. They got that salt in there or they go out for a big salty meal. So circumvent that whole problem and make sure to have some a little bit of salt in your water. Or you can get one of those liquid IV packages. That's basically what it is, salty water. Or my favorite brand is Element. So that's L-M-N-T. That's one of those packages that's got uh, sodium, potassium, and magnesium in there. Add that, just one of those to your water. And they'll help you get back to your normal levels of water to salt. Okay, uh, enough about that. So up next we have move. Okay, I did say earlier prioritize sleep over exercise, but that's not to say you shouldn't move at all. You should have, at the very least maybe walk after a meal. Um, that does wonders for the lymphatic system. Lymphatic system is where swelling uh, takes place, like chronic swelling inflammation. Uh, and just walking and using your muscles gets those fluids pumping, gets uh, that, all that fluid sort of migrated out of that passive lymphatic system. So if you've gotten your sleep and you're feeling okay, you're probably doing better than most, uh, then you know, maybe you should think about resistance training at this point. So just using your muscles does soak up any glucose in the, the muscles. That's a great way to decrease, decrease your blood glucose levels uh, with resistance training. And if you're traveling, a lot of us travel down here to, to Naples, to Southwest Florida in general. Uh, it can be tough if you don't have access to much, but if you have access to TRX straps, any kind of suspension training, that's probably the single best tool to bring with you when traveling. It's so easy to hook up to basically anything and do full body workouts. I did put together a full body TRX suspension training program, which I'll put a link to in the show notes. It's a good way to just uh, get the most out of having minimal tools. Also, you can think about fasting, doing some intermittent fasting. Obviously, this is going to help with some calorie restriction, but that's not the main reason that I, I fast. It's to go into ketosis. So quick little lesson, ketosis is burning fat. So your, your body can burn either carbs for energy or fats for energy. Uh, and if you're eating a lot of carbs all day, uh, it's going to preferentially use carbs. It's kind of easier to draw from. But when you go into fasting and you've soaked up all your carb stores, 
then the body will switch into ketosis and start using fats for fuel. So another great way to drop your blood glucose levels. Also, if you're down here in Florida, try to get some sun. The sun is very beneficial for you. Everyone knows about the vitamin D deficiencies out there that you can get from the sun. Uh, it helps reduce your blood pressure by stimulating nitric oxide release. So nitric oxide is a vasodilator. It makes your blood vessels widen. That comes from the sun. So it, not only does it reduce your blood pressure, but nitric oxide has a... a a means to also decrease your blood glucose levels as well. And then the last tip I would have is pick a problem to work on. So I think you have to be realistic. Um, you know, I, I travel to Brazil every other year and I don't really think I'm going to go down there and get really fit. I'm, you know, because I usually go down there for about a month and I don't have access to much gear and equipment. So I, I pick something that I want to work on and I just kind of focus on that to get laser focused on one thing. So, for example, if you have a stiff ankle, find some good exercises to get some mobility back and make that your daily practice. Of course, you can you know, do some bodyweight exercises as well or TRX stuff that I was mentioning before. But I think it's great at this point to really pick a problem. Because if you take, you know, if you have something like a hip rotation stiffness issue, um, it's kind of hard in your normal daily life and normal structure to you know, factor in all the exercise you need to do to it. But now if you're on vacation and you're going to say, I'm just going to do this one thing, that's a great way to really knock out a problem that you've been trying to work on. So those are my tips. Avoid seed oils, limit sugars, carbs, prioritize proteins and saturated fats, prioritize sleep, avoid NSAIDs, use electro electrolytes when hydrating, move when you're rested, think about doing some intermittent fasting, get some sun, and pick a problem to work on. That's all I've got for you, Naples. I will see you in the next year. Do you have unexplained pain, or do you wonder just how healthy you are? When was the last time you had your blood tested? Blood chemistry analysis is a great way to stay ahead of any health conditions, and now you can have control of your health with Let's Get Checked. Let's Get Checked is an incredible company that sends blood tests to your home. You can choose from over 30 different tests, whether that's liver function, testosterone, micronutrient, cholesterol, or C-reactive protein, which is a marker for inflammation. It's sent to you with free shipping and you get your results in two to five days, no physician referral needed. Use the code DPT30 for 30% off. Go to letsgetcheck.com and use the code DPT30. Did you know that you can get started with physical therapy without a physician's referral? Physical therapists don't just solve pain, we get down to the root cause and keep it from coming back. We also discuss all things health, such as nutrition and lifestyle changes. If you feel that you could use some help, let's get on a free console call. Go to www.dynamicnaples.com and sign up for a free call. Also, if you like this podcast, please give us a rating wherever you listen to podcasts. It helps us spread the message. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.